0: I am here with Monty McIndoe. He is um, a familiar face for a lot of you that have been in the shop lately. He's been putting in putting his time. He's been grinding. Monty and I met uh, a couple years ago now.
1: Yeah.
0: I was in uh, I was in the beer league at Cranmore called Mountain Meisters. Mutual friend said, "Hey, I got a couple people for your team. Warm bodies are good bodies when it comes to Mountain Meisters. It's all about showing up." Yeah. You don't necessarily need a ringer or anything. It's just about having a good team that wants to be there. And so, of course, Monty and his wife, Diane, show up. And I think they, I don't know how many events you missed, race weeks you missed. None. Did you miss any? Nope. See, that's that's exactly what you're looking for. We don't and, miss. And that's why we keep Monty around. <laughs> so Monty, yeah, came and I met him through that. And at that point, I was starting up my Friday Night Lights I told him probably to come to that. And next thing you know. You said the first ones on Friday show up? And there you and were. He showed up. <laughs> yeah. And so Monty rolls in in a, in a snowmobile kit right off. Felt like he was right yeah. off his brapper. And <laughs> I didn't. I was like, all right, well, here we go. So I set him up with gear. And then. Negative 10. <laughs> see these things I don't remember you know in the war room oh. at the at the ski shop but got Monty and Diane all set up and then next thing you know it was like a season Friday Night Lights rental where every week And I was like when are you guys gonna get your own kit and then at the end of the season they got their own kit and you know it's just funny how some people just fall into your life I don't think that Monty would be someone that fits my demographic nope. but I mean, Monty's how old you're 55, 55. Yeah. Just getting into backcountry skiing.
1: Not that great a skier,
0: not a huge ski history, but he shows up Yeah, and he's fun to be around. You definitely unique and unique guy with a big personality. And next thing I know it's backcountry ski fest, setting up a tent. He asked me if I needed help that morning. And I was like, okay, like you're going to donate some time. I'll, I'll take it. And he came and showed up and, Really like that was my, it was a really important thing for me to like take on help and be able to let go of some things. And just Monty just showed up and he did whatever needed to get done. And like from then on, it was, if I need someone to count on, Monty's that guy. Yeah. Fast forward to the summertime, we do Friday night vertical events and somehow we tied in, we do Monday group rides. So we'd bike together and... Yeah, I think it was this fall. We were just like helping out in the shop. and Then
1: then we do it. So the summertime was Monday group rides. We did the Friday night vertical. Then we're doing the pub run.
0: Pub run. Yeah. See, this is all stuff (laughs) that I can't keep track of anymore. We
1: did the pub run. Then I was doing Hillary's run strong.
0: So Monty's in the mix full on. And this, but no, like what I think about It's like where I really just started things like I enjoy your company and everything we do is fun. Like Monty's retired. He uh, moved up to the valley to be active outside and not be in the rat race anymore. And next thing you know, he's in the shop. And um, I have to say, like, definitely made me look at the shop from a different in the business from a little different perspective where he just came in from the ground up. And, you know, you can tell he's climbed some corporate ladders before. Taking out my trash, cleaning the tool bench, doing inventory, all this stuff that everyone loves to do, but Monty got in there and did it. And then like, as of recently, it all, it's just helping me streamline what I'm doing and be more efficient and make a better business, right?
1: Yeah. It's, it's, it's just fun to be around. There's, there's holes, there's stuff that I like to say, there's stuff that you can do that I can't do. So that's where I want to pitch in and do that stuff. But there's also stuff that I know how to do that you don't or can't do. And, you know, I think it's a good fit.
0: And I have to give credit because, um, to intern Tim. So it was a battle between intern Tim and Monty, not real battle, but both, um, Tim who had dual knee knee replacements last year, had a lot of time to kill and same thing, just coming in, doing what needs to get done. And that work ethic, yeah, there's a lot of smart people out there, but you know, when you put the, your brain, you, you know, you start thinking, um, intelligently and then you physically are doing the work that most people probably don't want to work. It's like that perfect combination that seems lost these days, this initiative of, um, I figure that people would come to the shop would be these young go-getters that want to be part of the, the business or whatever I'm creating and the events. But no, it's these guys that have been through it all already that are coming back and can recognize, um, the help I need and, and ways to do it better. So, um, that's my quick introduction of Monty. Like there's a whole, the life before that, which I want to get into <laughs> because this is stuff that I don't, I catch little bits and I'm like, I'll save this. This is probably, um, something that we should record because I'll probably forget it. Right. Like I forget everything, yeah. but, um,
1: You don't forget the boot sole length.
0: I don't forget. Well, sometimes, <laughs> but yeah, Monty was living in New York, uh, retired, moved up to the Valley um, a few years ago, yeah, and yeah, here we are in his basement. So, thank you, Monty, for coming and sitting down and, and chatting. Yeah, um, yeah, let's let's start off with young Monty McIndoe. Give me the, give me like everything relevant into. I guess your outdoor, like tying in your professional life and your outdoor life, and then how it led to here.
1: Uh, Professional life, outdoor life. So professional life um, started out in the, uh, what was my professional life? I started out in Boston as a stockbroker in uh, 1987. I got my broker's license. I was still in college. You know, it was the boom, boom time in the stock market right before the, the first big crash, not counting the one in the 30s. And I passed my Series 7, got my broker's license. I was selling uh, private placements in Boston, you know, calling up people with uh, over a million dollars of uh, accredited funds to invest. And, um, you know, got started with that. That didn't work out. Uh, I left Boston and then I moved to New York. I worked as a broker there again. I worked for a small firm. Then I went over to Drexel Burnham. Drexel Burnham shut down. Then I needed to find something. I didn't really like the sales pitch and the culture of being a broker. So I went and we started working for J. Crew. And it was still a, you know, I did the accounting for their first store that they had. And um, that was 1987, 1988. Uh, started working there. And I worked at J. Crew off and on until 2012. I left uh, three times, and they hired me back three times. So, you know, uh, I've done a lot of stuff in between. And um, But it, the, my last stint with J. Crew, getting into the, the outdoor thing, I had two friends who worked in HR, and they said, hey, we're, we're doing some bike riding, and I'd given up bike riding for a long, long time. And um, they said, like, we're going to do this ride, Litchfield Hills in Connecticut. Let's go do that. So I said, all right, I'm dust off my bike. It was a... Cannondale 300 road bike and started riding that on the weekends and did my first ride and quickly after that did a bunch more, did the first Grand Fondo in New York and I just started riding bikes with them. then um, we got a, Diane's, my wife, Diane, her father had a place here in Center Conway and he passed away and left that to her. We would do the the 1950s couple where the wife would go away with the kids for the summer and I'd commute back and forth in the weekends, come up here and do that. And we did uh, got involved up here in the Mount Washington Century ride, but we were still uh, just road bikers at that point. The house that he, that Diane's dad left us was in Center Conway. It was uh, like a bachelor pad, two bedroom. We have three kids. So we said, we got to get rid of that. And we bought this place with the ultimate goal of having a five-year plan of moving up here in five years. So I switched jobs. I got a contract with the company, had a a five-year contract with a three-year renewal. And after the three years, we were like, and three summers up here, we're like, we just can't take the rat race anymore in in New York. And, you know, the, the saying would spring up to my mind of, you know, enough is as good as a feast. So I had enough of everything. So... I didn't renew my contract and we moved up here full time uh two and a half years ago. So since then it's been mountain bike we got involved in mountain biking, which we hadn't been before. We got involved in alpine skiing, which I had taken off 30 years from. We got involved in the uphill and the AT skiing, and now we're we're getting into the the Nordic backcountry. We had our first stint on that, and I didn't kill myself, so I figured that's a win. And um, it's just like it's a great group of active people. Like you, you, you come up here, you're with, the, uh, you know, people with, I mean, the, the list of people you can get involved with is phenomenal, like right? fastest known time people for the, for the 48s, right? You have ex-US ski team, Olympians, all these people we're going to the gym with, we're seeing, and it's just a, it's an active, vibrant, living lifestyle. It's doing stuff. It's not talking about doing stuff. So, you know, you said, let's do the. Let's do Bubba's. Okay, I'm in. Yeah. Right? Sounds like fun. Let's do last year standing. Great. Like, what what can I do to help? Because it's, it's exciting to be part of. I mean, th- this is from, you know, being and seeing people. I mean, from the first year of Friday Night Lights till now, it's exponentially grown. And the word's getting out there. And people are showing up for, like, for bachelorette parties and showing up and doing this, it's a great thing. So, you know, it's the the growth is there and the, the timing, you know, it's a great thing to be a part of.
0: Yeah, and if you look, we share that a lot in common because when I moved back here, I tried everything. Yeah. There's all these opportunities to get outside and races and events are a great way for me to do that and see what I like and don't like. And I did Nordic Meisters snowshoe racing three beer leagues and um, upheld when I could and, you know, getting into the backcountry thing and still tried to road run and do the inferno. And it was just a lot. And there's so much to do. And that was my semi-retirement. You yeah. know, I think, um, yeah, how is retired life? It's great. You just had your third three year anniversary. Yeah, three
1: year anniversary. So it's the, the, the difficulty with it is choosing what fun thing to do. There's, I mean, there's so much great stuff and there's so many great people. So people call you up and you have to, you really have to maintain a calendar of, all right, this is what we need to be. This is where we need to go. You know, burning a lap on a, I mean, what, what's funner than waking up super early and going out and seeing the sunrise, right? You did that with me for my birthday, right? Turned 55 on the top of a mountain, beautiful sunrise, right? We did it again. We talk, we go out and it's a, you know, it's just, it's, it's such a beautiful place in the country to be here. You know, you kind of have to want to be in common. You're not just going to happen upon it.
0: And I, those people that live here that don't love winter. I don't get that. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's what, like, what? There's so many other places to go to not live, not love winter. Yeah. This is, I mean,
1: I mean, you, you look out more than half the year, Mount Washington's white. It's like, why wouldn't, like, you don't, you know, the, the unexpected weather, it's, it's always, I've never had a, I've never been able to be like, oh, I can't stand this weather. You know, the, the running, you've gotten me involved in the, the, you know, you ruined hiking by making me run in the woods, but it's all good stuff. I mean, this is all, it's, a, I mean, it's a great place. This is the, you know, some of the best times of my life. So,
0: so you were the ultimate weekend warrior. Yeah. So I did the, or the vacation warrior.
1: Yeah. Two, uh, two years ago I did, I was going through a transaction with the company I was working for. And I was only able to ride bikes at spin classes three times a week. And I went from three times a week spin classes to riding the Mount Washington Century. So, you know, I did what I had to do. I didn't ride. The only time I rode that summer outside was the Century. So you just got to, you do what you got to do. It's, uh, you know, there's certain there's certain parts on that. The uh, You know, coming down the West Side Road when you're tired and, you know, is, is not is not great, but it it feels great when you finish it. So.
0: Well, what was it like? What was, give me some, tell me a little bit more like the the system that you were in when you started really getting involved in finance at these companies, big companies, and they started to grow in your involvement. Like did, did your commitment to that job, your hours just inflate too with the demand or were you always like on call? Did you, those sort of jobs?
1: Um, it, w- it was kind of always on call. So I went through, when I was at J Crew. I think we went through nine CEOs and went through four CFOs. So each person comes in, they bring their own squad. They want to do things the way they want to do it. And they didn't know a lot. And there's not a lot of people who know a lot about a, a you know, direct to consumer business. So... I'm familiar with, you know, fulfillment rates and response rates for catalogs, response rates for online. And J.Crew is one of the first companies to adopt an, an online platform. We did that in 1996, And I was involved in that. And <clears throat> you just get involved in like if we send it, so if you're wondering why you get so many emails from J.Crew, if you're on the J. Crew, that's because of me. And why you get them is because they work. You know, the percent off, I can tell you how much the response rate's gonna go up. It's a percent off. I can go tell you how much of it's percent off off of the women's sweaters, you know, all this stuff. But you need to you need to dig on, you need to specialize and see what makes these things tick. And then I would uh, manage the investment. You know, we managed a $200 million of investment in, in clothing at any one time. And I'd say, put it in this category, you know, put it in women's and, you know, you just need to find out what makes something tick. It's just a giant, everything's a giant game, right? how do you make it better? And you want to do the least amount possible for the biggest possible gain. So, you know, I like to get involved in things. If I don't understand how something works, I'd like to get into it. I don't, you know, ask some questions, and just get involved and try something. In general, something's going to make it better. So, you know, I'd work in HR, I worked in marketing, I worked in manufacturing for a little bit, worked in accounting then I worked in finance. I worked as the finance director for people who ran the direct business. So I was in all these different categories and all these different places. And one of the difficulties I would have was I would say what I thought. You know, I don't think that's a good idea. I think that's a really bad idea and here's why. And sometimes people don't like to hear, it. they just want, oh yes, oh, that's a wonderful idea. You know, the merchants are saying, oh, this color is gonna be great. So that color might be beautiful, but you're gonna sell your shirt in four colors, right? It's gonna be black, it's gonna be white. It's gonna be some kind of blue and some kind of red, right? You can list those other colors in the catalog, but please don't buy them, because you're gonna end up saying, "Why are there so Why are there so many men's pink pants for sale now?" Well, because it's it looks great in the catalog, but nobody's gonna buy a pink pant, or very very few people are gonna buy a pink pant. And when your production is a you know, you have a minimum thousand piece production, and you sell a hundred of them, you still have nine hundred left over. So. You know, we see that, and uh, I see that in the shop. Of like, there's a, you know, we know what the biggest the the biggest boot is because we have three rows of them, right? You have everybody's wearing a twenty six five, so you just see how it stacks up. And then you you know, things just have to make. I I think things have to make sense.
0: So, so who was like, was this all intuitive when you were at J Crew and making this 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 open like concerted effort to go and see how things worked through. All the, to make things more efficient, to know what was happening with customer service, their interactions with customers, to know what was happening in HR and yeah. so on? Or is it, that something that you had a mentor or? It's people would say, I can't, this
1: can't be done. And I don't like that. You know, I'm having a problem with this. I need to hire four more people because of this. And I say, well, what if we don't hire more people? What if we just make your process more efficient? Well, how are we going to do that? Give me a week in your, give me a week in HR. You know, we don't need two people to file stuff in HR. Okay. We don't need two people just for, just for filing. There's not that much filing to do. Then I would go in there and see. okay, well, you, you don't need, you have, you don't need, it's just, I don't know whether it's intuitive or not, but I don't like to hear like things can't be done.
0: Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. And so was, um, yeah. That lifestyle in New York, like at some point that catch up with you where you're just like, you're successful or things were you're were doing well down there. Like, give me, give me just like a slice of your life, uh, you know, day to day down in New York.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, not that similar to most places, but you, you know, you wake up at six in the morning, you go, you hop on a train before seven, you commute into the city from Long Island with, you know, two and a half million other people. You know, Long Island Railroad's the busiest commuter railroad in the world. You go into the city, you 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 try not to bump into two hundred people on the way into work. And I'd like to get into work, you know, 730, 745. Cause I can I need to get work done when nobody's around me. You know, when it's quiet, when I can focus, because when I think and need to analyze something, I can't have distractions because I can only do one thing at once. I don't multitask and I don't think anybody else can either. So Go in, get my work done. People would start rolling in around 10 o'clock and then the questions would come in. Hey, can you look at this? Hey, this doesn't work. Why are we doing this? They need a new forecast. We need this. You know, all the, oh, you know, all, all the things that need to get done to, in a busy day. And then I wanted to have, a you know, some type of work-life balance. So I try and roll out of there by, you know, 5, 5.30 so I'd be home and eat dinner with the kids. So you could get going on that. And you're doing really well. You know, you're making a six-figure salary, and you're doing great, and you're living in a place. But you know, in New York, property taxes for two tenths of an acre are you know twenty thousand bucks a year. So you you know, I'm in finance. I do the math, and I say, hey, you know, if I move to where my house is, to where my other house is, I could cut my income by a quarter in. I I could have a quarter of my income and I'd still be making the same money based on, you know, all the, the, the expenses are so much lower. So great. So you do that. And then I say, well, I don't even want to work. You know, I want to, I want to do, I have, I have enough money. So what am I going to do? So I wanted to try and be, I have a, you know, a knack of, I think, getting things done, making things more efficient, doing jobs that people don't want to do. So, you know, that's what I wanted to come up here to do. And I, I knew I wasn't going to not do anything. So I'm, you know, the treasurer for three organizations up here and helping out. And I like to stay busy because me not being busy is a nightmare. But the um, the New York, you know, it, it's it's great when you, you know, if I had the, the job up here that I did in New York, you know, I'd be like the king of Conway. But in New York, it's very, you're very like run of the mill. It's very average, you know? And it's, I don't, I don't like to be, I I would drive a Subaru or a Volvo and other people being like Maseratis and Ferraris. And that really doesn't matter to me. You know, I just need a car to get from A to B. And I'm, you know, I'm just not, I'm not, I'm I'm more of the, the mold up here than I am down there. I mean, I'm still a, you know an acquired taste but i'm, I'm, more, I'm more a more fan of the active lifestyle and doing stuff than uh, than going to the yacht club
0: yeah i don't know it's a you're a rare breed because we don't get many of your folk up here setting roots down which i think is important to get a little bit of diversity and some outside perspective yeah. and that's one huge thing that that you you bring to me is like not only your outside perspective on the Mount Washington Valley, because I get that. I moved away for nine years and I can come back and va- see all the value that's yeah. there. And I never, not that I never missed it in the first place, but I just knew I needed to get out of here to really appreciate it. But then secondly is coming into the sports scene, like the ski scene and stuff from completely new eyes, yeah. it has been a huge value because you can relate to a lot of these customers and it's their first time. They have no clue what's going on with yeah. the gear. I'm gonna miss stuff because it's second nature to me. And you're like, "Hey, try this out." Yeah. Having a problem with this? Try this out because yeah. you know you—it's fresh on your mind. You've been doing—you've been at it for a couple of years now, and so it's a chance for you to sort of pass on to the next, you know, yeah. the next. Never it's, ever.
1: The, the main message is: have fun, take your time. If things in your gear don't seem like they're right, they're probably not, and mm-hmm. ask somebody because the the whole this whole crew and every is extremely friendly. You know, they want people to enjoy it and they want people to have fun. So I mean, that's why we that's why we're doing this. This is the, you know,
0: well, yeah, go why are uh, you know, why you're retired, you got all this good stuff going on and here you are in the shop emptying the trash. But like yeah. what's what really draws you to what's happening at Ski the Whites? Like what is it about it for you that's makes you want to go back there and give up your valuable retired time?
1: Uh, first thing is I like hanging out with you, right? I think we get along well. I think it's a good, uh, it's a good fit. Second thing is there's a lot of people out there who they, uh, you know, we're introducing them to something that could change their lives. You know, it a, it, I know it changed mine. I mean, if you told me four years ago, you're going to be skinning up a mountain and then skiing down at night in negative 10, I would have told you you're nuts. And now I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't trade that that first time doing it for anything, you know. I got up. I didn't know how to get out. I didn't know how to get out of my skins, you know. I put my gloves on my poles. My gloves froze. You know, I made I made all the mistakes you could. I, I started out in a down jacket. Everybody told me I was gonna be too hot. I said you're crazy. First pitch, you know, I'm sweating like uh, there's a gun to my head. But it's um it's just a great thing, you know just just being involved in the in the people. And the process, it's a, uh, you know, it's I, I mean, I think I, I really enjoy it. I mean, if I, if I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't be doing it.
0: So, does that go for the hill workout we did tonight too? Yeah. <laughs> we yeah. Uh, Peter Howe came over to do some hill sprints. He was dead set on getting a workout tonight. He's full on running mode. He used to be. He used to do some of the schema races with us, but he came over and. And I just said, Monty, let's go. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I gave you an option, but you're such a yes man when it comes to the outdoors and whatever I, whatever I suggest, you seem to think it's a well, good idea.
1: Uh, yeah. I, I don't want I don't want to be the big, the weak link. You know, if you say, Hey, we're going to go, uh, I got, uh, you know, Katahdin passes and we're going in, I'm going to need you to lug 80 pounds of stuff over 12 miles. I don't want to be like, I can't do it. I'm not in shape.
0: Uh-huh, so this is where this is all going. at your bid, your bid for the the Baxter State Park oh. uh, trip.
1: Baxter, Sweden. There's something out there. There's something, there's something big. You know, whether it Western states. I mean, there's something out there. I need to get my ass in uh, in better shape. So,
0: yeah, let's talk about some goals. Yeah, what do we got lined up for for the season and the, this next year? It's really fun for someone like you, where oh, you are have wide you, open. you you're relatively wide open. You've got three kids. You have a wife. You heavier day at the shop yeah i mean you still and all these other commitments you have in the valley yeah but like what excites you like in the next year or two or three here so short term i'd like to
1: get up in tux at some point and see even even if it's just i was thinking as like could i just be a booter is there a way just to boot up and walk over the top and walk and like ski out some easy way rather than going down you know the head wall could i just be like hey Let's get Monty to do it. He'll boot up. He doesn't care.
0: We can always put you on a rope.
1: Perfect. Okay. So that's one thing get up into tux. So we did a, a Sherby lap earlier in the week. That was good. Got went up to Hojo's, saw some people I met through the through uh, Bubba, saw AJ, saw a couple other people, saw Jake. You know, it's like pe- people I know, right? Some people who were known in the valley. So saw Cosmo. I'd like to, so I want to get into talks. That's the short term. Second thing is, and what so what pissed me off about tonight is, do you know what pissed me off about tonight? Nope. Eight hundred seventy nine. Vertical. Yeah. <laughs> Which you you probably because you went up to the top, you probably got a thousand. But I would like to stack a thousand.
0: My watch died. To be uh, fair.
1: Oh. Uh, so I would like to stack a thousand feet, right? But I understand it was just it, it's this is part of the regimen. So that's one thing. Prezi traverse, I'd like to do. Mm-hmm. Coming up, I'd like to do Moat Traverse. I'd also like to go and see how horrible that uh, that Lincoln Woods is.
0: The Pemi Loop? Yeah, yep. Pemi Loop. Or just a Bond a Bond Cliff. We should start with the Bonds, set a date for that, and yeah. then you know, work your way up.
1: So it's that. Uh, the 48s are on the list. I'd like to knock those out at some point. You know, I got my passport, so did one last year. You know, there's, there's just so much fun stuff to do.
0: And that's just here. Yeah. Well. And you got to get out of here. What trips did you do last year? You went to Australia. Two years ago. Two years ago.
1: Yeah. So this year we'll probably do a, a state park trip, go out and uh, rent a uh, RV, take the family out and hit a bunch of state parks, or maybe go up. I'm, I'm thinking to go up to Canada. Go that way because there is a lot of beautiful up in Canada.
0: Yeah, Newfoundland is way up there. That's yeah. one of the that's one of my bucket list trips. But no, that's good. It's fun to hear your perspective on things because you are entering it, um, especially the ski stuff. You are entering it from the ground up, and that's yeah. exciting. Yeah. I think like to see our terrain in fresh eyes and see it from someone else's view really makes you appreciate the work it takes to figure out the lay of the land and get comfortable up there, and it helps you. Um, when you have to teach someone else the things that you need to look out for it just helps reiterate that for yourself.
1: Yeah, I mean, Diane's a, a big driving force and she's just as into everything as I am. You know, maybe it's not into the running, but she's, you know, if it's get out there and have fun, she's totally into it. You mm-hmm. know, she was out there doing the the Nordic backcountry. We said, come up here and do it. And she's like, okay. You know, so it's it's the two of us I don't know we'd, uh, we don't have any common sense or we're just uh, into good ideas, but.
0: I got to plug that. I, I have a Nordic backcountry fleet, which I haven't really put much time into promoting or even mounting the skis up. So now as people need gear, I'm slowly mounting up the fleet in the Nordic backcountry is just uh, this Nordic backcountry ski is really just a, a, a classic backcountry ski on steroids. Bigger boot bigger wider ski fish scales metal edge it's by no means an alpine touring ski but it is a blast to just rip through terrain where you don't have to strip skins it has enough there's enough bite on those fish scales to get you up and you get the stability with the width to break any trail and to just motor around um really fun so if you want to get in on that just reach out to me and i'll you can just go take them for a little loop yeah whitney whitney's hill it's fun yeah well, I think it's a good good spot to wrap. 30 minutes in with with Monty and um I can't thank you enough. Again, it feels like you came from the clouds and it's been <laughs> really nice to have someone to help guide me through just all this nonsense because okay. that's what it feels like sometimes of I love I love um I love what we've created here at Ski the Whites and um it's been reinforcing to think about all the principles that why I started it in the first place and revisit those as we start to plan for the future and make sure not to lose sight of that. And yeah. you're like, you were part of that. It was introducing backcountry to people that uh, might not be your demographic. And here they are an integral part of like my life. You're like family now. I mean, you yeah. came to Thanksgiving and it's just serendipitous that I'm a very judgmental person. So when I saw you at first, at first glance, I didn't know. Um, there's no way to see like this far down the road and then who you're going to be like, what our relationship's going to be. And um, it's important to judge people, but it's also important to give people a chance because um, here we are trying to figure out um, business plans and uh, where to go, how to streamline things. To, I mean, man, we you're three into this and I'm just figuring out inventory yeah, for the rental fleet to keep track of everything. And, it's been a really fun. It's been a really fun journey, but again, having someone else in the shop on those days when you're just like grinding, not not where you necessarily want to be, but having a friend there makes all the difference in the world. So, really, thank you so much for everything you've done so far.
1: Yeah, I love being there.
0: All right, Well, love you, Monty. We're gonna wrap this up, um, and all those people that are on the fence about last year standing, don't be. Don't be. Monty's in your corner.
1: Oh, absolutely. He'll
0: push you up for that next lap. Oh yeah. All right. Well, um, yeah, we'll end it. Thanks a lot. Thanks, man. We'll talk soon. Yep.